All right, episode 120 of High Drop. Thank you guys for joining. We have a repeat guest today, Mel McQueen, the parkour mom you all know and love, is here to make some big announcements about United States Parkour Association, the events they're putting on the National Circuit and beyond, and another special event that's coming this April. And of course, we just get to catch up and, and hang out and get her takes on everything from her experience in climbing that set up her participation in USPK to, you know, her family life and, and what, what's going on in the world of parkour. So thank you guys for listening. Please enjoy this episode with Mel McQueen. Giddy up. As giddy up. Giddy up. Let's go. Let's go. So welcome back to the program. Thank you. <laughs> as I said to you, thank you for letting me invite myself on again. That's how I like <laughs> to do it. I'd rather guests invite themselves than uh, me have to worry about it. So I appreciate you for doing that. Yeah. It, it means that you certainly have things to say. I'm really excited to talk to you about it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of some big announcements. Yeah. It's a busy parkour time in my life right now. It was <laughs> um, funny yesterday. I was talking to my daughter in the car and she was like, what did you do today? And I was like, oh, parkour stuff. And she was like, oh, where'd you go to train? I was like, no, I was at my desk all day doing parkour stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now you've entered the real yeah. parkour world. <laughs> Event planning. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So I uh, wanted to come because I've got, you know, a couple of big events that I'm working on right now that I want to make sure that we're getting the word out there and everybody's getting hyped for. So let's go first well, oh, yeah can ahead. you tell me a little bit like how did you get because last time you were here i don't know exactly what your involvement was in uspk none because it, yeah i was like i don't think it was anything no. so how did you land in that role yeah I mean, obviously you just keep getting <laughs> deeper and underneath this community so I yeah mean, I'm just so we're always so yeah thankful and impressed by um, your commitment so i you know there's a lot that goes into it um so I have time. I don't work um, for money. <laughs> that's <I'm, laughs> that's the foundational layer to the parkour lifestyle. It is. It is. I'm. <laughs> I have a really unique position. My husband has a great job and awesome. supports our family and supports me pursuing my passions and endeavors. Um, mm. And my time used to be full with taking care of kids, but now that they're big, they don't need my time taking care of them. So. I've got the time to dedicate. So um, roundabout story on how I got to the USPK. Um, and my position is uh, event coordinator. So bring in events together um, for the nation for USPK. <clears throat> so my son used to be a competitive rock climber. And when he was doing competitive rock climbing, I got into judging and then became a regional coordinator and was helping run the regional competition circuits and divisional level and have worked and volunteered up to national and international level rock climbing events. Um, I've worked at IFSC, International Federation of Sport Climbing Events. I've um, worked at nationals, collegiates, all levels of events for rock climbing. Uh, when he quit competing, I didn't really want to keep working in that I loved it but big reason that I did it was to stay connected with him mm -hmm. and uh, be at the events with him mm -hmm. so quit doing that and was kind of looking for other ways to fill my time and had met cozy and saw that they were looking for somebody to run events for USPK and get the national competition series 
really up and running in its mm. um, full vision and said, you know, that's probably something that I've got the time and skill set that I can do that not a lot of people can do or because of having the time. It takes a lot of time. And as a brand new organization, you know, we're all volunteering in our roles. And so for somebody to have the bandwidth and capacity to do that is a lot. So they were happy to take what I learned working with USA Climbing and my offer and <laughs> accept me in to get the national circuit up and running this year. So yeah, I mean, what a perfect match. Like, how great is it? How lucky are we uh, and they <laughs> as a community to have your skill set? Because climbing is like, you know, there's lots of sports that parkour could be compared to. And that one, especially in the competition setting, there's a lot of carryover, it feels like. It so, is, yeah. That's a really, um, yeah, it seems like it's a match made in heaven for sure. Especially like when I was working <laughs> with USA Climbing, it was in that transition period where we went from being not an Olympic event to being an Olympic event. And I mm. um, have got to see that interesting perspective of all the changes that had to come through climbing because of joining the Olympics and uh, have seen that side of it too, which is really interesting and unique perspective. I feel like there are a ton of crossovers in the two communities mm -hmm. and uh, that that's something I can bring in. And yeah, you look at, there are a few others skating and probably snowboarding that have come in as newer sports and had to go through this growth stage and my particular insights just into watching climbing go through that growth stage of developing competition and what is it going to look like and having to constantly evaluate each year and what happened and make changes and move forward in bringing together a professional competition level circuit and the growing pains of it so yeah can you tell tell us more how you how that went with climbing and like what your assessment is of where parkour is at in that journey i think we're still babies <laughs> we're just toddlers we are we can, toddlers we're taking our first steps yeah um <laughs> i mean i feel like we're still at the infancy point where there's a debate in the community although we're kind of getting out of this of should there even be competition in parkour and yeah yeah i mean yeah, yeah there's a twinge of that still but it's like yeah ship sailed and in comparison <laughs> to climbing what i say about that is the average rock climber the vast majority of people who rock climb don't compete mm -hmm. and i think that will remain true for parkour i think competition's not great for everybody for various reasons and that's great um yeah. but i'd like to have it as an outlet and a tool for the people that it is great for and I know that my son with rock climbing was a perfect example of that. It gave him focus and drive that he then applied to the rest of his life, where now he just loves rock climbing and can focus and drive himself in school and climbing without that kind of push of being on a team and wanting to do well in competition. Mm -hmm. But for a big period of time, that was a really important part of his life that kept him sort of moving forward in other aspects of his life was having that thing that he could get his energy out on and focus on. So I want that to be there for people who that's a good thing for. Totally. <clears throat> I certainly benefited from stints and, com and competition I did in parkour. I'm a fan as well. I know what it can do, like you said, to 
channel the energy and, and give you some direction <laughs> and focus as somebody who's, you know, yeah, otherwise chaotic maybe or just yeah. that wild raw energy that you have as a young person. Um, and then in similar, like, you know, there's with climbing, there's the speed climbing. Yep. This is where I was like, there's really a lot of parallels. There's so there's many speed climbing. <laughs> there's like bouldering problem solving, uh-huh. which is sort of like our skills. Yep. Challenges. And then there's sport, sport climbing. Yep. And long routes with ropes. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. <laughs> um, and like, of course there was the, there was, you know, when, when the Olympics actually unfolded with climbing, I know that all athletes had to compete in all three events and it was yeah. kind of like an amalgamation of their scores. Yep. And I don't know where they're at now, but I know that they were heading in a direction where it's like, they're kind of trying to get those disciplines, their own medal set. Yeah. Instead of like, having these kind of weird things where it's like, this is the best climber in the world, but the whole community kind of feels a little differently about it. Yeah. You know, at least with the Olympics. I mean, and again, I've talked about this a number of times, but like (laughs) you said, for some people, the epitome of climbing will never happen inside an Olympic competition. Yeah. And it just doesn't matter. It's too much of an art form. They're going to look to the new routes or the, the new ways and styles of climbing to, to get inspired. They're not the same yeah, there's actually been Field a it's okay, but. small movement within the climbing community to distinguish between rock climbing and plastic climbing. Ooh, interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> Their palettes are unrefined. Right. These plastic <laughs> touchers. Yeah. So, and plastic, maybe that's the wrong material, but, you know, to distinguish Whatever, yeah. between if you're climbing in a gym on man-made holds that's not actually rock climbing um Mm. and there is some to that there are people (laughs) who really and again a crossover to parkour there are people who their passion and this is where my son has shifted to is really being outdoors Mm -hmm. finding or trying these routes that are out there and pushing your body to see what harder things you can come up with and as a part of that, the gym can be a tool to help you just developing agility, strength, and overall fitness to do mm-hmm. the outdoor stuff. And I think there are a lot of people like that in parkour where, you know, the ultimate goal is things you want to get done outside, but the gym can be a tool towards getting that. And same thing, like maybe coaching in the gym is a way to help make money to pursue this passion that you've got for doing it outside the gym. Yeah. Um, so there are a lot of crossovers there. But in terms of the being in the gym, yeah, they, when we, it used to be pre-Olympics that there were the three disciplines in climbing and people generally at the, especially at the really high levels tended to get into specific discipline. So maybe you were a really great boulderer and would possibly try out sport um, or vice versa. And then we had speed kind of at this standalone People who did speed, it's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. It is just completely different if you haven't seen it. I know you have. Yeah. Um, it's well, a, it's a standardized course. It's a standardized it's like, course. <clears throat> practice the same course and just yep. Just as effort as you can get inside. Yep. See if you can get a perfect run to the top and you know under whatever it is. Yeah, I compare it to sprinting in the Olympics. Yeah. The track doesn't change. The distance doesn't change. It's just how far can you push your body mm-hmm. to do it the fastest? Yeah. And then the given of any given day, you know, trip, you don't get sick the night before or whatever, <laughs> you know, so you're playing that rule of dice. So in that way, 
speed is completely different. People specialized in it. They practice on the route. They study the route. You know, they don't even think about it because you don't have time in the, I think we're at five seconds ish on the fastest speed route right now. Um, And I say that's sort of like if you're getting towards the style and tricking aspect of um, towards parkour, you know, but then you've got the speed and skill over here. So when they went to the Olympics and they said, we're going to give one medal and it's going to be an all around and every athlete has to compete in all three. A lot of people were like, oh, crap, I have. Guess I got to try that speed yep. course. <laughs> and get good enough at yeah. it. So it's not going to just decimate yes. my other like actually exemplary skills. Yeah. And then there were speed climbers who were the best in the world yeah. at speed climbing who all of a sudden had to go start trying to do bouldering and sport to mm-hmm. be able to get through those levels which in a way i mean i know there's probably a lot of people that were super pissed about it but as somebody who doesn't really have any stake in the game yeah. it's kind of like a nice you know and i i got a whole bad i got a barrel of things i don't like about the olympics yeah but i think that's <laughs> actually and this you know just to make the exalted version of it which yeah. is like it's kind of beautiful that they had to kind of like appreciate some of the other people's passions in the community for sure you know because we all do that in in parkour too where it's like eh, i'm the parkour dude i don't really do flips and twists yeah but then you're missing out on all the flips and twists and it's harder to relate and you don't identify with those people as much and then if you're forced to get into it you might actually enjoy it more yeah but i don't know i think some exposure much, i don't like being forced to do anything i'm just right. saying like <laughs> you want to try to take the whatever nicest version of it yeah and and try to absorb it that's one way to look at it i think some exposure can be great um i have a lot of concerns about it and they are changing it so my understanding Mm -hmm. is for the next olympics there will be two medals awarded for climbing so there will be a bouldering and sport combined and then speed will be a standalone Mm -hmm. which i think could be better one of my concerns about the combined medal approach and it would be my big concern doing a combined medal approach if parkour ever went to the olympics which i'm not necessarily an advocate for um Mm -hmm. but it's so tiring and taxing on the body for these Mm -hmm. athletes also to have to you look at i use last year spl1 as a good example you know jared ludy who would be sort of a pinnacle for us of if we had a three-way combined ended up dropping out of um i believe it was skill um, and just competing in two where he had planned on competing in three. It's, and we had a couple other athletes that ended up doing a similar thing. It's so taxing to compete in all three in an event and not get hurt and put out all the energy for each one. And so that's one of my that's numerous point, concerns yeah. about combining them. Yeah. And it, yeah, I mean, again, and then as now my, the person that is invested emotionally and otherwise, I would be yeah very put off by the idea of like well you need to compete in these three events if like you're not even interested in doing style i mean right actually you know as somebody who doesn't care about competition i just know myself back then that's yeah. how i would have felt about it because now i'd be like whatever speed right <laughs> yeah my forte was speed i did some skill competitions yeah. i did compete in style once just for the fun of it yeah but it was like just because dante needed an uh a, yes it was like a partner <laughs> year and it was like i'll i'll be your partner okay. you're not gonna win with and me you're gonna and your carry team, me but, right <laughs> yeah but uh at least we got to have some fun yeah and that was all good but yeah yeah it's it's tricky yeah it there there aren't perfect answers for it right now um and 
there are some people who are pushing really hard to get the get parkour into the Olympics as soon as they can. That would probably not be my stance um, personally. I'm more of a like you know I don't think we know who we are en- well enough yet to push for being in the Olympics. You know, many other sports by the time they're getting to the point where they're going to the Olympics have well established national governing bodies for each country for their sport and have fleshed out an international competition circuit and have an established mm-hmm. international competition and we're not anywhere near that yeah and then whether you keep when, fig in or not <laughs> yeah with climbing where were they when they got adopted like because obviously you were in that yeah scene, like i was there we had usa climbing had been going for years <clears throat> running co- national competitions for youth and adults we had a pretty set now usa climbing is a very and i really love this about that organization and it's one thing i think uspk is going to strive to do um is it's a responsive, flexible organization. There were changes made every year. Mm. As much as possible, you try not to make changes during the season because that can throw people off who have come into a season with a certain expectation. But you look back on the season, what went well, what didn't go well, where's the room for improvement? Mm-hmm. And so we had had years of running national level competition and had an established youth circuit to nationals and established adult circuit to nationals and established collegiate circuit. We were then funneling athletes up to the IFSC, which had years of running international circuits with the athletes from the different countries. And I'm going to guess maybe even 10 years of that level Mm -hmm. of formed, thoughtful international competition before they were in the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And it was still like, Holy cow. What and it was are we still doing? like clusterfuck <laughs> and people were like, what the hell? Yeah. And all this. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely a beast. The Olympics, it's super interesting. Yeah. Well, that's a big conversation. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Maybe we don't get into that just nope. yet because <laughs> there's a whole, yes. We've, I mean, I love that we kind of set things up with, with your experience in climbing. Yeah. But back to the story, I guess of like, okay, so now you're work, you're working with USPK. Yes. And you're trying to establish all that stuff you just talked about within right the national circuit here yeah um so, so what's that what's that looking like right yeah, yeah where are we at with that and put in tons of groundwork before this year mm-hmm. um last year there were several regions that ran competition circuits um most prominently the west coast parkour championship which is um coming into our group has been in our group for a couple of years now and the southeast um ran i believe a competition circuit last year we ran one in colorado um in theory they had already kind of mapped out some regions and it should have been a little bit bigger than just a colorado circuit but um, a lot of the regions never really even got their regional competition circuit up and running last year so we decided that was sort of the point I came into was the dipping point on deciding, do we run a nationals or not? And looking at it, we decided not to run the nationals. Um, I wasn't really going to have enough time to really run a good one when our, where I came in. And how do you justify, you've got people on the West Coast who have been through this extreme gauntlet of competition up through a final regionals to qualify to come. And then like, in the northeast or midwest they haven't even run any competitions write your name down yeah you're in in. (laughs) sweet (laughs) show on up so 
Um, unfortunately, we decided not to do the nationals last year, but I think it was the right decision. That way we had some time up front to put in. Okay, drawing out the regional map. Here's what states fall into which regions. Um, and some of them we didn't change at all. You know, West Coast, they are set. They've been running it well for quite a while. Why stir the pot on something that's going well? Mm -hmm. um, here are regional coordinators. So we have at least one or two people in every region who have said, I've got some capacity to set up competition in my region and run a circuit. Um, so we've had the regional coordinators reaching out to gyms and groups in their region, getting set up for where the big goal for the year is every region is running competition qualifiers in all three categories. Then they're going to hold a regional championship based on the athlete's performance at the qualifiers, bring those athletes back in have a regional championship to crown the top people in their region in all three disciplines. Um, as a national, we're then going to feed those winners, the podiumers from the th regional Regionals. championships into a national championship. We put out a call for bid for gyms who want to host the national championship and still have a little while um, to get those submitted to us. Um, if anybody has a gym and wants to be considered to host the national championship in July, um, it's available. The form to fill out is available on the competition section of our USPK.org website. Um, so we're excited to host a nationals this year. Uh, do I think it's going to be the best we can ever do? No, I think every year is going to be the best we could do at that time. Mm. And that's the goal is mm -hmm. that every year is better than the last. If this year we run a national competition, which we will, with people who qualified from every region, I'm going to be skipping around the place like the happiest person <laughs> around. Um, because once you've done it once, it's going to be easier to do it again. Mm -hmm. um, which gets us to the really big exciting thing. Um, yay! <laughs> we've been working and working and with most national governing bodies, I'd say all national governing bodies, such as climbing, the goal of working through this whole system of qualifiers and climbing, it's qualifiers, regionals, divisionals, nationals, going through to a national championship. Can I ask a quick question? Yes. How many qualifiers do there have to host? For, or, or is it just one is like minimum? For is there any minimums on like, for parkour, yeah. Uh, for parkour currently, for like, uh, we're, at a minimum, asking each region to host one qualifier. I'm pretty okay. sure right now every region has more than one scheduled. Okay. Um, just sent out a check-in email yesterday to the regional coordinators uh, and mm -hmm. waiting to hear back from everybody because they haven't responded since last night. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so minimum is one currently. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, the goal is since every region comprises multiple states, the goal eventually would be at least one in every state. Right now, that's not realistic in the big sense of there are states that don't even have gyms right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually love the idea of being able to get to a point where we could also hold outdoor qualifiers. There's no reason that we big picture couldn't. There are a lot of logistics to work out with that. Um, and we'd still need a group like a gym that was willing to get it together and host it and mm -hmm. run it. Um, so 
little shout out to anybody who might be interested in doing that in their area. <laughs> um, so currently the minimum requirement is going to be one qualifier. I would really like to see the opportunity for more because obviously the more qualifiers, the more people you're going to get invested because crap, I couldn't make that one qualifier because I've got to work. I've got mm -hmm. my mom, I've got to go visit, you know, whatever yeah. reason, obviously the more qualifiers you have, the more people, everyone's going to get an opportunity to get in there and qualify and mm -hmm. be a part of it. So that will filter up to our regionals. Each region will be hosting a regional finals probably in June is about the timeline on that. Mm -hmm. Each region slightly different. And then we'll have those feeding into the nationals in July. Cool. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> big announcement delayed. Um, <laughs> My bad. The goal when you work through the national circuit in a sport is to get to go to the international stage. Um, other than going through FIG competition, we don't really have an international competition stage yet, except for the Sport Parkour League. Insert air horn sounds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, sport Parkour League, they've done the one year last year as Sport Parkour League. Officially before that, it was the North American Parkour Championship. If you really don't know, it's run out of origins um, by the great crew up there in Vancouver. When it was NAPC, the North American Parkour Championship, they've always joked they shouldn't have been calling it that anyway because they've always had international competitors. Yeah. And especially this year, as they literally last weekend were out in at Half Five in Europe running the European qualifiers, it's going to be very much an international competition. So we're partnering up with SPL. They're going to help us since they've got the experience of running these big level competitions they're going to come in help run some logistics with nationals help us get through that piece of this and we're going to then be partnered up with them and send our top athletes up as qualified athletes to spl so no more having to do the gauntlet of the uh <laughs> on sites at spl if you make it through our series see well yeah this is already so beautiful because like you said now all right. Like you're bringing in all the opportunity for all the qualifications that Res and Tom and, and the origins crew can't go around and do 16. How, they can't these, run all these know? competitions. I mean, and... they could uh, theoretically and you know, whatever, maybe yeah. they will one day, but, <laughs> but yeah, you're bringing all that opportunity, all that qualification process. And I imagine the, there's a sort of unified loosely, but probably like, at least it's, it's all the competitions are, you know, this, the rule sets are similar and yeah. the formats all the same. And yeah, that's super cool that people are going to be able to have so much more opportunity to qualify. And then, so then the SPL this year in August is serving as the that international next step as the international competition. competition. So there's June regionals, July nationals, nationals. and then August is going to be the international competition. Yep. yep. Um, hopefully in future years, we can maybe get that a little more spaced out. So it's not so tight for everybody, but this is the way it's working this year. Um, the way I look at it is what a unique opportunity. So last year they had one us qualifier, one, um, in-person qualifier before SPL. And it happened to be here in Colorado up at outrun in Fort Collins. Um, we live here. So my daughter 
who was 14 at the time, was able to go to that qualifier in person and qualified for SPL and got to go to SPL as a 15-year-old and compete in speed. She took fourth in speed last year. If we hadn't had a qualifier that was close to her, I wouldn't have flown her up to Vancouver to try on sites and get qualified. So the beauty of this is that you have that opportunity to work up through your local comps where you're hopefully only just maybe having to drive a little distance, getting into the regionals where maybe you'll have to drive a little bit farther, but it's a piecing together where you could end up at that international competition at a national level competition. You're going to meet the people that you see from around the States. You're going to meet the people at the international competition that you're going to see people around the world from around the world and compete with them. And I will say this, getting to compete at SBL last year, coming in fourth, but getting to compete against, you know, people like Renee coming in from Germany, the fire that lit in my daughter, Mm -hmm. having that underneath her is just incredible. So Um, I'm excited to see who comes out of the woodwork and is just, wow, how did we not know this athlete where how are they under the radar yeah it's such a yeah it's kind of what what it will do to elevate the every competition but ultimately the culmination of all of them you know it's going to really elevate that competition because you're just pulling and seeding so many different you know communities now that you like you said maybe just wouldn't have invested yeah early on yeah and as it goes on like you're saying next year and the year after i mean that experience of being around the the people are just a little further ahead than you and the yes. rub you get from seeing how they compete and how they hold themselves and how you perform and what you can do to optimize your performance and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you're into it, you right. know, just that experience and like, Oh man, it, it just really elevates the game for each of those people that it does that try it and compete. And the number of times they've competed, it really helps too. So yeah. one of the other things exciting. that I love and want to, <laughs> help foster is what I saw from my son when he was going through competitive climbing was he had his team. He really liked his team. Um, but he was sort of the only one in his age group at the gym he was training at. And, um, he ended up becoming really great friends with people on other teams because parkour and climbing. And I would guess a lot of the other individual sports are really different in that you don't see your competitors necessarily as your enemy or your competition. Like I think sometimes you get that mindset in team sports. Mm -hmm. They are all out there. And this is the way I feel every time I'm at a parkour competition, everyone is cheering everyone else on that community feeling of we're all here together doing the same thing. And sure. Each one of us is trying to win, but I'm not rooting for you to lose. It's not a so much you have to lose for me to win. I'm going to push myself to do my best and you're going to push yourself to do your best. And it's that community feeling of joy and pushing each other. And I think if you look at some kids like my daughter and women still in the sport don't necessarily have as many peers around. But as she gets up at these bigger competitions, all of a sudden she's around more women and more girls who are competing at the level she is and getting that community so that even if they're not seeing each other in person, they're still connected and sending messages. And I mean, I've even got a little bit of that for myself, having been up at SPL, I didn't compete, but I met two other women in their forties who train up in Vancouver and just seeing what they're doing Mm -hmm. online and having that sort of connection with them now 
you know, builds up that feeling of community in the sport. So, yeah, I see it really it. helps people feel like they belong a little bit more and like, oh, yeah, this there's a feeling of recognition that happens at those events where you're like, yeah, this is this is where I belong, you know, yeah. I think. Or maybe not, but, you know, right. maybe you didn't know, you know, that that was certainly, you, know, you might like Megan find out, oh, actually, I'm a little bit better at this than I maybe thought I was. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to invest more time yeah, because I've, you know, I've been tuning my I'm sandbagging it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I could do a lot more and, and I really want to see what happens after that. So that's a beautiful thing. And then, yeah, just I love going to those things, man. It's been a long time since I've been to SPL, but just to be around everybody and just feel the feel the love and feel like the camaraderie and all that that you're talking about is super yeah just inspiring and motivating yeah it's funny i went to so last year i had this big year for parkour travel for the first time i went to spl i went to um world chase tag north america i guess that was just this year um but being at these big events i traveled out to swift for coaches training and that feeling of like i feel like i'm the parkour parkour's mom like i feel like each one of these like i've adopted 700 shirts someone should actually make you a shirt that <laughs> yeah. says parkour's mom yeah and really and, confuse some people on the street but <laughs> right for everybody who uh you know has been at one of these events i'm the gummy bear lady i it started <laughs> as a joke years ago my kids and i were checking out at um one of the grocers and literally in bins by the checkout stand, they had this five pound bag of gummy bears. And we were mm. like, ah, whoever needs a five pound bag of gummy bears. So we bought it and brought it to the gym as a joke. And since then that's been my thing because I really like, I do feel like parkour's mom. I love all these kids and I want to support them and encourage them in the people get so excited when you offer them gummy bears at competitions. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> that blood sugar is running low it is. after a nice qualifying round. Yeah. Going to need a few red ones and a clear one. Working Those hard out there. <laughs> yes. So I just sent because they're all at uh, World Chase Tag Pan Ams this weekend. Oh, okay. And cool. I didn't go to that, but I, it's funny because I went over to Rob's house, uh, Rob Schill, before he left and gave him a bag of gummy bears to take and hand out in my stead <laughs> since I'm not there. <laughs> Make sure good. everybody's going to be a fueled up and ready to get grind <laughs> <laughs> well that's super exciting appreciate you making that uh, announcement here and yeah yeah i'm very excited to see what uh what comes of this this year's competition i am Circuit. so excited to just have everybody come together and get a chance to compete and build community and try out things like um you know, maybe you haven't tried a skill competition. Maybe you've only ever done speed. Give a skill a try. Maybe that's going to be a thing for you. Really push yourself. Try a, like you said, try a style competition. I um, Get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they really do inform each other. If you've never done a competition and you're like, oh, I'm the purist and you have your pinky up and you're yeah. only outside <laughs> and you're only on concrete all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little bit that way, but I know that I was so much improved by my time yeah. spent in competition and it like really sharpens you and it makes you even better yeah and if you're really such a hot shot go in the competition and win it if it's so easy yeah you know? <laughs> but like it's um yeah they're, they're super powerful and you can really you know build yourself up yeah. it's a great place to like yeah i love the way you can make a name for yourself too maybe even right. if you're interested in having like that athlete career and having more of a big following 
it's like that's a place where you can affect um you know make get some recognition if that's what you're looking for i mean that can get dicey because <laughs> maybe you should be looking for recognition is. but yeah. you know what i'm saying but if you want to make a career of it people have yeah, to if see you're, you if you're this is your game you want to make your life around it it's like this is a great avenue to get people on your um as a, as a fan of yours yeah. you know, and show them what you can do and showcase your skills not just in, in the streets but in uh right in in a competition setting well and there are like i said competition's not going to be for everybody but yeah. we still want you to maybe come volunteer help judge help or just come and watch yeah and it's just a great event to be around everyone that's going to show up it's yeah like, you're not i mean there are some of those coming up but they're all competitions you know the yep. big the big wall comp that store put on yep the the competition is an excuse for everyone to get into the same space that we all love the same thing yeah and do something that kind of all we all benefit from and well better, if you watch ourselves the doing it store big wall comp yeah most people there did not compete yeah but exactly. they were there enjoying the community getting to see the people who did want to compete do yeah. what they wanted to do and then you get to be there like i didn't compete at sbl but the number of times i talk about watching jared ludy do his giant handstand reverse <laughs> i don't even yeah, know all the names of it, it. Oh my God. that feeling of getting to be there and see that live is so incredible i mean i don't think i could talk for like a it's week like a afterwards giant handstand gainer yep to concrete yep it was incredible a legend of jared yeah um so <clears throat> I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a really good thing to move sport forward and setting up, you know, for years to come, having this opportunity for sport. So, um, so if people want to get involved or is there anything like otherwise to know about making announcements? Like when you, when are you going to announce the, the national location? location? Uh, you know? you know, I told you, I sent myself all these dates to remember. <laughs> um, and that's not when I sent myself, I believe that it's next week the bids are due and then there's a group of us, the board and the guys from SPL and I will look at the bids and decide which one can, um, has the best to fill our needs for what we're looking for to host our first one in terms of facility and access mm -hmm. and, you know, general, it takes a lot to run a big competition in terms of, you know, setters and judges and volunteers and media and all of those things Everything. so yeah looking at where what gym and what city are going to best fit all those needs um and then we'll make the big announcement um it all of the information we keep on the uspka i believe united states parkour association um instagram on the website uspk.org um, there's a competition page and we'll be keeping it all in there, getting links to all the regions, Instagram pages and web pages in there and, uh, sharing it out on our Instagram page. So cool. Lots of ways to get involved. And like I said, maybe you don't want to compete for whatever reason. We'll be looking once we announce nationals for people who can come in and volunteer, help set, help work, you know, the door, do things like that. I, loved doing those things and climbing because oh, yeah. it kept me busy. So I wasn't sweating about how my kid was going to do. <laughs> I got to meet all the athletes. And then when we were having conversations, my son and I, I knew who these athletes were. I had met them. I had been there when they did the thing. And it's just a fun way to be involved in the community. Absolutely. 
So yeah. excited for that. I think the that. most fun I ever had a competition was probably doing the commentary. Yes. <laughs> you know, like competing is an intense time if you're like really going for it. But that's also really fun. It just gets less and less fun every year, it feels like. Yeah. After a while, and you're like, <laughs> okay, it's just a lot of stress. Yeah. I um, think there probably is a ton of stress doing commentary. <laughs> I... I yeah, maybe yeah. I should have been more stressed. I was like, just <laughs> probably would have done a better job. But um, shout out Joey and Josh. Joey though, and last Josh year. though did an amazing job. Great job last year. Yeah, awesome. Uh, that stuff is it's, it's yeah. It's just any way you can get involved. It's just so fun. Yeah. Um, but not but everybody wants to compete. Not everyone wants to compete. So working on another event and this Ooh, is yeah okay that's where i wanted to go not a uspk event this is a mel was listening to i'm gonna shout out and do a lot of name drops now so <laughs> <laughs> i was listening to in addition to height drop i listened to most of the parkour podcasts Please. and uh, a while ago callum was talking about events parkour events on the store podcast and mentioned, you know, Renee Dombley had been running this, had run this event in Hamburg a couple times. Spot Destroyer is the current name. I know it had a different name its first year that they changed it. And so it's Spot Destroyer now. I think it was something like Destroy the Spot or something, something slightly different, but similar. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, why does everybody have to invent a new competition? Maybe we could host some of these competitions in other places and spread it around mm. instead of reinventing the wheel on um and not competition event yeah um and i know renee because she's from here used to work at apex and so i thought boy I, you know i bet i could get renee to come back to denver so that we can have a spot destroyer in denver so reached out to renee she was really excited so we are going to have spot destroyer denver um first time out of hamburg april 29th and it's coming together insane. I'm so excited about <laughs> Yeah, I don't this. know what you can talk about because I know a few of the things you beneath do. the scenes. So I don't know what you can say. I don't know what I can say. Yeah. But I won't say anything unless you say it. Yeah. <laughs> and definitely it's a very exciting event. I can't wait for this one. I mean, I can't wait for all of these, but yeah, this one is so close to It's like, yes. wow, this is around the corner. It is coming be really fun. fast. So first big picture of what Spot Destroyer is. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll get into some of the exciting guest athletes that are coming mm -hmm. and some mm -hmm. names I can give. Um, so Spot Destroyer in advance, there are going to be parkour pros, some elite level athletes who go around sort of downtown Denver. Uh, I'm pretty excited on Tuesday. I have a call with the Denver Sports Authority to work out some access issues, make sure we're not getting kicked out of places downtown. Mm. Um, so the pros are going to be exploring downtown and setting challenges, all skill levels, outdoor, downtown. They're going to create videos of the skill. They're going to do it themselves, create the video showing what you should do to check that off. Mm -hmm. um, there's going to be a map showing different locations, but once you get out to those locations, you have to search for the QR code. Scan the QR code. That's where it comes into the scavenger hunt, we call it. So okay. you're out there having a general idea of what the spots are, but then within those spots, having to hunt down the QR codes, you give it a scan, you see a YouTube video of what the challenge is at that spot. There will probably be multiple challenges at different spots, hitting those different levels and things. They're going to have the pros out at the spots during the day so that you can interact with them, talk with them. Um, they can help offer tips probably if you're struggling with a move. Give that move a try. 
record yourself, get it checked off. We're going to have probably, we're looking maybe doing a bingo format for this one. Mm -hmm. um, you can go for blackout, you can go for <laughs> going across, but trying to fill in those bingo boards at the different um, skill levels. So just a fun day out exploring the city, trying different challenges, getting to talk with pros. I'd love to see some, I, I know we're going to get all the people out there um, who I see at the gym all the time. I'd love to see some parents coming out with their kids and maybe giving a try. You know, that's how I got into the sport was with my kids. Mm. And um, like I said, you know, you're getting to be involved in what your kid's doing. You're getting to meet the athletes that they're excited about. And uh, what a great moment for you together. So it should be pretty exciting. And then head back to Apex Denver, probably have an after party. Definitely on Sunday, there'll be some meetups around, not official parts of the event, but as people are around for it, some people may wanna go back and try challenges they weren't able to get on Saturday. And then there'll be another um, jam later that day at Apex, so great opportunity for everybody to come together not for competition's sake but just to get out build community and explore mm -hmm. for some people who have maybe only been in the gym a great opportunity to get outdoors and try some challenges that you're not having to i think until you really develop that parkour vision sometimes you go outdoors and it can feel overwhelming like i don't know what to do here there's so much and who even <laughs> knows so you know maybe that gives you a little more direction up to pretty high level athletes who want to go out and really try the high level skills that our pros can come up with in the city. So it should be pretty exciting. Absolutely. I've always wanted to see this kind of competition in Denver. Yeah. You know, and I'm so glad that it's happening. Yeah. This is so cool. It's, it's almost exactly as I would have tried to do myself if I was, you know, going to do it. Yeah. And it's so cool. I can't wait to see what these pros come up with yeah and i don't know which locations you guys are going to be i mean it's downtown so i have some ideas right but uh do you, can you give us more information on what the actual spots are or is that so, is that is that going to be too much of a reveal because then people spots are go i can't reveal <laughs> um because i don't want to reveal a spot and then not be able to have access to that guaranteed access to that spot because yeah. it would really throw off the competition uh, i keep using the word competition the event um, yeah, I mean, it's like, well, it's like a bouldering, you know, I've been to bouldering uh, right. the spot, you know, traditionally, I don't know if you've ever used to climb there yep. or, or your son did. They used to have like these bouldering I and mean, they're competitions, but they were like psychedelia night or whatever, right. and, like different oh, things great. where it's like, it's a party. <laughs> yeah. You get a card and you try to complete all the challenges yep. and you get a little bonus point for flashing it. And yep. there might be a prize or maybe not. I don't know. It might just be just for, you know, just that. And then again, an avenue, some structure for you to participate in a yep. way that you don't have to think about it. You just get to play and have fun. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't have to come up with all the challenges. Yeah. I can just, you know, see where I'm at with this card and it's, yeah. it's a good interaction. It definitely is. I just don't want to scare off anybody who hasn't yeah. had, cause I've done a lot of those bouldering yeah. and um, type. I don't want to scare off anybody who's like, I can't be competing. No, come out. It's not, it's only as competitive as you make it for yourself, mm -hmm. but it's fun to see what I always loved about going and doing those bouldering competitions, I'm never going to win one, but it would be a fun challenge to see how many of them I could actually get done because yeah. as you're moving up through the harder ones and seeing And this what is you so much do. more similar to how people, especially people that don't really dig on competitions. Yeah. And actually even the people that really like the elites, like, you know, this is a lot of how they approach training and this is more true to, I mean, skill has always been 
million people have said it, maybe not a million, <laughs> but lots of parkour practitioners have, have recognized that of all the three, you know, the skill speed style. Yeah. Skill is the most like people's actual training yeah. for a lot of people. Um, and that's not to say there's anything wrong with the speed and the skill or the style. And this is more, more of a skill style of competition. Yes. Skill style. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> this is a skill style. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And, that's what the challenge is. So it's be a really like. fun day. Like, I mean, I, I'm definitely going to be interested in, in joining up and, and playing around and seeing how I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to get, we'll get some of you old, old timers. Old dogs out here. Yeah. Maybe I'm not so old. Dust Maybe I've off. been secretly just pumping iron yes. in the fucking basement. <laughs> I would absolutely love to see you come out and crush the whole thing. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know how I am old enough to not know what what any given day is going to feel like. That's for sure. I feel that. very. But that's been the case for me since I was like 25. So it's not. Yeah. So Renee is coming out from Germany, um, obviously to help run, help set. Um, Pretty exciting to have a female athlete of her caliber going to be back in here and, uh, get some practice and exposure to her Yeah. for any of the women who haven't uh, had a chance to come up and train with her. Any of the men that haven't had a chance to come up and train with her. Um, you might be surprised at how truly amazing she is um, and her skills, at, um, especially stuff like this setting and finding these skills. So I think she'll be a really fun setter because she obviously kind of knows the areas, but will also kind of be coming in with a fresh set of eyes yeah. in terms of finding challenges, having not been training downtown in quite and a while. And speaking this new language, like yeah. German parkour. Yes. You know? Yeah. Which is every, every community has got their own dialect with yeah. the movement, for sure. Yeah. So um, I can also say, because I know he responded to somebody's comment on uh, one of his posts recently that he would see them at Spot Destroyer, <laughs> uh, Jared Ludi's planning on coming up to help set and be a pro. Um, so excited to have him. I mean, he's been up here several times, obviously. He's on the Apex, um, one of the Apex uh, World Chase, Chase Tag, Tag teams, teams and has been up practicing and stuff. But I don't, as far as I know, think he's had a lot of time to get out downtown and explore and find challenges. So I think that's going to be really exciting. Um, we have a mutual good friend in Max Henry, who has, I was the very first person I went to and said, if I'm going to be running an event in Denver, I want you involved. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking this as your parkour mom, so you can't say no. <laughs> and he said yes. <laughs> so... Uh, the benefit of getting Max involved is Max, if I'm Parkour's mom, Max is Parkour's friend, I think. He is <laughs> friends with everybody in Parkour. <laughs> and if you're not his friend, I think you want to be his friend because. Yeah, he's he really is like. The most genuine, super nicest. And knows everybody and yeah. loves everybody and everyone loves him and there's yeah. nothing. Yeah. So through his production company, Point A, they did a. Uh, queen city that i got to cameo in mm-hmm. um he has hooked us up with a couple of uh big name athletes out of the uk who are going to be here haven't <laughs> been here in a few years gonna be here and uh you remember they were here um 
several years ago. They might have made a movie. Are we right keeping it? That, we're not, they, we're no. not saying who it is. Uh, Toby and Callum are coming. <laughs> Toby and Callum are. Uh, yeah, it's been be since the tour of Roof uh, Culture, Asia, Culture Asia, where they did do, you know, down at the Alamo Draft House, yep. whatever. Yeah. Theater. Yeah. That was the last time they came through. Yeah. And that was the whole store team. I mean, that was. That was the whole event. team. But either way, I mean, this is just such an incredible awesome opportunity it's so rare to see those guys that deep into the states yep. sometimes they make it to the coast yep but when we get them right in the middle right oh man it feels good i am so excited yeah um yeah i'm beyond excited they again when they were here they were around and training um when they were here for roof culture asia but again, that was years ago, and I don't think they they were mostly at Apex. I think I don't know that they went. They downtown were on a tight schedule. Much. I remember yeah. they were like they had to make dates. You know, right. their next theater. And the, yes. it was a pretty. I mean, and there might be a schedule, you know, in place yeah. as well here. Obviously, oh, like, there is. There's like <laughs> they're there's, not here there's, just for this. Yeah, they, when it, yeah, that's that's part of the the work. You know, you got to. Yeah. When you're doing stuff like this, I mean, there's a budget and yep. they're taking time away from making, you know, their videos and yeah. we have to make sure it's worth everyone's while, but yeah. it's just going to be super exciting because it's a totally different context Yeah, and they're going to be able to really participate at a different level than, uh, than just like showcasing a movie. Yeah. So Not on the one side, we just have showcasing a movie. That was like a right. fucking <laughs> it was... high watermark for parkour right. culture. <laughs> that was a big event in yeah. parkour history. Um, so you know, store has traditionally been this traditional parkour group. We're not throwing a lot of flips and things like that. So they're going to be exploring with that specific eye. On the other side, with Renee coming out of Germany, we've got Matt McCreary. Ooh, yeah. I, who, heard, I knew this one too. Yes. Yeah, super exciting. Oh, my gosh. So Matt's style is kind of then the inverse of the traditional store. He's more of a Joe Scander at IA for things where you, mm. you wouldn't, I would never look at a spot and come up with what Matt comes up with. <laughs> his creativity and freeform in his movement is just legendary. And uh, I think if he is not on your parkour radar somehow, he needs to get on there. Um, oh, yeah. And so the things that he will see and come up with will be completely different than what anybody else is seeing and coming up with totally different. and so might play into more people who maybe have some of that style and that's the skills they've been working towards um i i am it's going to be an incredible week for me personally as a parkour geek to get to explore and see the city through their eyes but then also have everybody getting exposure to these athletes having them all have a chance to kind of work together i don't know that that group has ever necessarily yeah. been together um yeah i don't know that they've all ever been together and uh, uh they have to have it's something i feel like but um we have a couple more athletes we're working on that i'm not quite ready to say yet um got to make sure that <laughs> um, a big part of this is getting funds raised to get mm. these athletes here um and so I just got confirmation today where you're getting some stickers come in that we're going to have for sale at the gym to help fundraise for it. Um, normally $10 seems like a lot for a sticker, but remember that what you're paying for is this experience to help get these athletes here, make sure they're compensated for their time so that they, you know, it's worth their time and what a tremendous experience 
to get to go out there to be around the athletes to try different challenges around the city i'm just my hype on this is unreal yeah this is a uh, super special and uh, i can't wait either yeah i can't wait for for april 29th yeah what an incredible thing and hopefully more of them to come maybe after this one but yeah th this one is going to be such a gift for sure yeah you know i did uh the big uh stick competition at apex last fall and a, a lot of people who came to that said you know we when's the next one when's the next one i'm sort of a believer in a you need a year to Mm -hmm. For me to regroup in <laughs> terms of hosting these competitions, I will have another stick competition in the fall. Hopefully we'll get some more people in for that. Um, it was, a, I don't think you made it to the stick competition. Um, I don't think I did either. Max and... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I heard, I remember that. Sorry, yeah, so our it. big pro-level division, we had uh, Max Henry going up against Jared Ludy and Jared Nahulu, and it was quite the show in terms of a game of stick <laughs> yeah um, holy shit yeah super fun but down to we had um beginner level that they hands down had the most fun of any group that competed at stick mm -hmm. they were laughing more than any group mm -hmm. but another just really fun um community event people were competing for the beautiful gold sticks literally <laughs> cut some sticks in my backyard spray painted them with gold glitter so the ultimate and parkour prizes right that there is true uh celebration of someone's skill set yes <laughs> a gold stick yeah nice. oh man well so. i don't know how you i mean i guess like we did talk about like but still it's it's incredible that you have the time to do all this and put all these events on and and working on all these things together yeah with, bringing our community with, together so um your champion funny i've i've talked a lot about my son because of the climbing but um this has really been my son quit competing in climbing and went away to a school for climbers he's been out of the house for two and a half years and mm -hmm. so our daughter megan um has gotten 100 percent of my focus <laughs> way more than she ever hoped for since <laughs> connor left and so she is a she does parkour she's been training She's 15 and she's been training nine years. So wow. yeah, um, she's pretty much grown up, spent her whole life at Apex. Um, for a while, she was starting to fall off, not really compete as much or participate in parkour. I thought she might even quit, which was going to be sad for me. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we found out a year ago, January, that she had diabetes and was really, really sick. Um, mm spent quite a bit of time helping her recover you know get her um, blood sugar management right and once she started feeling better she put her heart and soul back into parkour and it has been phenomenal to watch her trajectory so this is like the best of every world for me i get to you know be with my daughter doing these things watching her compete and participate in them and really explore her limits as a parkour athlete which i think are sky high um yeah. but also have made you know this is my community now this is where my friends are um i am so invested in this community that i want to take the time and skills that i have and invest them in the community and bringing it together and elevating it through competition and events and community so i I'm lucky that I have the time and position to do that. And 
you guys yeah. have all left we're, me. <laughs> we're really lucky too because yeah i don't know who would be doing it if it wasn't for you so yeah. thank you for putting us all together and thank you for all the amazing work you do and for being everyone's mom oh i'm so happy to do it <laughs> i i love doing it um some days it's exhausting because i worry about all my kids and so when i see people you know like the amount of emotional energy that went into Christian getting hurt for me was just oh, yeah. <laughs> when he fell and just, you know, gosh, so many people have been getting injured. I got injured back in yeah, our boy Jared just September. Shindle, though. Jared got a hurt. Freak accident. Yeah, that was they're all kind of crazy. Accidents, well, I guess, yeah, but. <laughs> there have been so many injuries recently um, out at World Chase Tag. Two days ago, one of the women um, broke her collarbone on a practice run, ended up in the hospital. It's just been, take care of yourselves out there. <laughs> Push yourselves. <laughs> Push yourselves, but also take care of yourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always it's a fine line, right? There's no, it's not black and white. No. You know, you have to develop that sensitivity and discernment. I also it's think it, it's part of the game. At some point when you're pushing yourselves as an athlete, there are very few major athletes that make it through their careers without some sort of an injury. Um, I would argue none. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think there's any, I mean, the severity of the injuries. Sure. Maybe we could talk about, okay, then there's like, who's broken a bone or not. It's like, oh yeah, there's some people that make it through without that kind of level right. of damage. But, but yeah, everyone's going to get some kind of injury one way or the other, especially if you're finding your limits right. somewhere. And so there is that piece of, um, I know that it can be hard having to take time off from it. Um, and, you know, when I tore my rotator cuff back in October, well, I tore it in September, surgery in October, there was a period of time where I wasn't really at the gym because it was frustrating being at the gym and not being able to do anything. But I kept busy had the surgery, I'm, you know, back working with a personal trainer, working through PT, and I'm back in there. And if I can come back from injury at 48, <laughs> I know Jared Ludy's coming back from injury. I know Christian's coming back from injury. Like, Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, that's impressive. I, I, how's that doing right now, by the way? It's doing pretty well. Um, I'm at the frustrating point in it where I'm mentally and emotionally ready to just be back at full force, and I'm not, but um doing well with where i am back um still a journey a couple more months so every now and then i will go to do a move at the gym and have that <sighs> nope didn't like that not ready uh, for yeah. that yet <laughs> <laughs> haven't done a lashay since september um mm. i can technically hang from a bar but once i start putting in the motion to swing i'm not there yet so but they've just added in uh, weights back where I can do up to five pounds on the arms. So nice. slowly building back to the arms. Legs yeah. are doing great, though. Legs are killing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think, yeah, it's so amazing. You have such a great um, you're just so inspiring as, a, as oh, an individual. Thanks. You know, it's really important to remember that what they're doing, what we're all doing, I think, is is less relevant than, you know, just the effort that's going into it. You know, obviously hanging on a bar is yeah. <laughs> and for someone else hanging on a bar is a huge achievement yeah you know and so for you it's like it's great that i can hang but i really wish i could be moving right and for someone else it's like i really need to be going around the bar yes and then letting go and doing a couple things before i land to feel like but all of it is just that you know it's it's important to kind of contextualize sometimes but i think you're a really great example of how inspiring it can be because 
of just all the things you've come back from and yeah and, no um, I, I like a good comeback <laughs> yeah yeah you got yeah. there's some sequels yes to the mel mcqueen life yes uh many iterations trilogy quadrilogy <laughs> yeah it's like we're we're in like the disney like we're in the part not yet yeah I'm just, no. I'm, i was gonna say we're in like the part where they totally cash out and they're just like making bullshit now yeah but the franchise <laughs> is there. just that yeah. powerful that it's still profitable no i'm um, the darth vader of parkour <laughs> <laughs> well i appreciate you yeah. coming on thank you for being you you're so awesome thank is you. there anything else you want to talk about while we're here or I am just, you know, it's funny because as I look out right now and that's why I was hoping to sneak in here and, you know, hype some events with you. But then my schedule just, you know, we're going to be running qualifiers and then regionals. And mm. then um, on a personal note, my son graduates from high school in May. Um, poor kid graduates from high school in Italy. So uh, <laughs> we're going to head out there for my my husband and I. Actually, his graduation is on our 23rd anniversary so quick trip to Italy for his graduation and our 23rd anniversary celebration. Yeah. And then, uh, come back, have regionals head back to Europe with my daughter for OMFG out in Oslo. Oh, yeah. You're going to the Oslo. Uh, we're going to Oslo. Damn. I'm adopting more European children into my family. <laughs> Joe's the family has grown out. <laughs> watch out norwegians your yes. mom is coming mom is coming and i'm bringing gummy <laughs> bears um i am so excited for that and for megan to get to go and when i look at the list of female athletes that are going to be at that event that she's never had a chance to meet because they're coming in out of europe or asia um oh, it's going to be the most spectacular four days around um mm. so the mcqueens will be rolling in big to omfg and then we're gonna take her up she wants to get some outdoor training in up in london and brighton area so we'll be hitting up some athletes up there to go train wow coming back in time for uh well and i skipped in their spot destroyer in april yeah and then uh coming back in time to host nationals here get some training in and then heading up to vancouver for spl so it is going to be the big summer of yeah. parkour. <laughs> yeah, this is a, yeah, you're get a lit year coming your way. I am huge. Yeah. That's super cool. So excited. I'll tell you what, it motivates my recovery on my shoulder deeply. <laughs> That's good. That's always nice to have something over the horizon to yes. look forward to. Yeah. Man, you so. have like 40 horizons already lined up. Uh, the fact that my parkour schedule is out into August for. <laughs> events and looking at what these events are and just all the athletes that I'm going to get to watch and be around and train with. And cause I do sometimes also do parkour and not just <laughs> at the desk. I've, seen this. I've heard about this. <laughs> yes. So, uh, pretty excited and, uh, watch out for me. I'm going to be around. Watch Come say out. hi. If you have say hi to Mel. real quick before you go, just because you're, you know, it is kind of topical relevant and I yeah. know you watched it because you're as nerdy about parkour as anyone. Yes. Um, what, how did you enjoy the King of the Con Kings of the concrete? So I, I always know that I have to study up before coming to high drop. <laughs> <laughs> Do your homework. Do your homework. Loved it. Mm. Um, for me, when we first got into it, they were still running. Oh, this is where my age is going to show. I'm going to forget the name of it. 
the big style competition out in Europe that the gym put on, one of the gyms put on every year. For the love of me? No. no. Um, indoor, um, they'd build a huge set. Ugh. I'm going to forget the name of it. But um, it had the feel of that, of just this. I kind of love seeing a pure standalone style event with the mm. best in style and seeing the moves they come up with and as opposed to i mean sort of the last big style event that came out i think was that big fig competition that everybody was up in arms about and this felt like sort of the exact opposite and more pure to what people are wanting and looking for in a style sort of competition and truly the kings of concrete i mean and queens. Yes. Don't oh, forget the queens. I think the queens can be kings too. The queens You're are You're wearing kings. your crown. It's yeah. <laughs> the crown of the concrete. Yeah. It's like when they went from uh, <laughs> actresses and actors to calling them all actors. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're the kings also. Yeah. It was just exciting to see. It's a bummer it took so long to get to see it after they recorded it, but I understand I mean, in the in the history of parkour, is actually like lightning fast. Yeah. <laughs> compared to most of the stuff, we're still waiting on. Yeah. That we you know are waiting on to see. Yeah. So I I yeah I I definitely I hear you though. It's nice. It'd be nice if we could have watched it um the night of. Yes. So I don't know if they're gonna. I know they were maybe looking at doing some kind of series. Yeah. And and selling it to one of the streaming services or that's what, what I've heard. Whatever they're doing. No do whatever they got to do, but obviously we but, all want to watch it live if we can. Yeah, I think it it there's something to watching things. The night, I mean, everybody did kind of get that experience with this one because there was the day that it came out, and so mm -hmm. a lot of people sat down and watched that day. But there is something fun about that communal feeling of getting to see it together. Mm -hmm. um, we're going this weekend because I still do have a foot in the climbing community, and my son's still a climber. Um, so this weekend in Boulder is the premiere of this year's Real Rock Films, which oh, is cool. their independent short um, rock climbing films that they put out each year. And so we have Real Rock, the company, it's, I like Max to call Max's point A, like is the yeah. parkour version of uh, Real Rock. So they put out a series of films each year and they'll have a big opening night in Boulder where they're out of and we pretty much try to go every year. If we don't make the Boulder premiere, we'll make the Denver premiere. But um, there's something about seeing the movie and knowing you're seeing it at that of time with everybody else. It's why everybody was so excited when they came through with Roof Culture and everybody got to go see it together. And yeah. um, why we have watch parties when the big films come out. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't see any watch parties for Kings of Concrete, which is a little bit of a bummer. I I, I saw Flip Flip Like Z did one. Okay. Z did one. Hey, okay. Shout out Z Zaromba. Nice. Uh, I, I was gonna about... maybe do one, but I was kind of like not in town, and then I I didn't really have the bandwidth to get yeah. people to get home over here. And, and honestly, that's where I was. Um, yeah. I talked about hosting a watch party at Apex because I do run events for Apex too. Mm. Um, and so we talked about having one, but we had an event for my husband's work that night and just, I have a couple other things on my plate right now. So I didn't get <laughs> the watch party happen, but. Just the whole governing circuit. Yeah. Like the whole <laughs> national circuit of parkour. 
yeah and another huge event yeah um, so but yeah shout out those guys obviously they did an amazing job oh the work that went and, into it and just building this do we call it a set what are we calling it course set i don't know structure yeah <laughs> set i guess set is it a course i guess it's a course yeah it's gotta be a course that's what yeah i'd probably go with course but <laughs> getting that built and uh from what i've heard unless you've heard otherwise safely built uh, as safe as something like that is with the inherent risks but you know mm. you hear about some other events where maybe the construction is yeah. not as safe as yeah yeah for them to <laughs> weld it you know to get it all together like yep. that. i mean that's amazing yeah and it definitely sets precedent for maybe being able to recreate that a little further you know out into the world or you know other places yeah and, you know the the dream is eventually i'm sure like everyone's had this idea we all know a lot of us know about street league and how they will have a big event they'll basically you know build a skate park yeah pour concrete make an amazing little set and that becomes like a little gift to that community yeah. after they leave um and i think that's probably where we're headed is ultimately you know there's a lot of people working on public parkour parks and yeah. they're becoming a little bit more they're gaining momentum and that would be eventually where especially an independent competition might land you know with sponsors get all the money together yeah i mean it's hard again skateboarding has a lot more purchasable items behind it that yeah. are required um so they've had a, a bit more of an economy from the beginning but we have greater numbers that maybe can can make up for that and yeah, yeah that's what just, i would love to see is just like boom there we, there's just these really cool public parkour parks that hosted you know a, a huge event you that know, would be amazing fucking sweet whatever public facility in their wake yeah well and if you look at a place like denver um you really can train outdoors most of the year yeah um you know it's sunny here and things melt off now this winter felt like the winter of never endingness here yeah it's like... just been like <laughs> as soon as you're like oh that last inch is gonna melt off and then right. the next day it just dumps again you're like yeah it's been ridiculous <laughs> i've been uh running the mini incline stairs down in castle rock as part of my training and mm -hmm. um it's 200 step slope and uh doing laps on it and every week when i head down there it's like maybe it's gonna be dry today and it hasn't been dry in <laughs> and it's not time. enough snow to do like full russian mode and jump off a building into a no. big pile of it or anything so no it's just not really helping me out no it's just more <laughs> slippery and muddy yeah <laughs> but we'll get there we'll get there we're, it's coming on strong yeah we got three weeks from spring yeah so we're, we're gonna be just fine and we're all gonna be pray whatever god you believe in do your good weather dance april 29th we're gonna mm -hmm. be uh we'll be running yeah. the event rain or shine yeah snow or shine i should say <laughs> but snow hail yep thunderstorms <laughs> It's not really an event you can Tornadoes. move indoors or reschedule. You got to run it while everybody's here. <laughs> yeah. I know one of the two years they've run it in Hamburg, it um, rained, uh, mm. but they still ran and had a fun event that uh, weeds out some of the less diehards, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to have really good technique in the wet sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, it's all good. We'll still have fun. Absolutely. Well, all the stuff, obviously, I don't need to say, it. you know, where to find it. Yep. Um, I'll get all those links from you and yeah, just thank you a million times. Yeah. And I'm open, uh, Mel Tutos on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I love supporting people and events and 
uh, doing what I can do with my time. And so um, happy to have people hit me with questions, um, people who want to be involved. We're just so lucky to have a really tremendous community. And I think, um, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be too. a good year. Me too. Yeah. Good year. 2023. Look out. Yes. From Mel we're McQueen. Coming. Gummy bears <laughs> flying in your mouth. Mom <laughs> wagging a finger once in a while. Maybe I, you don't really do that. No, but. I do. I just the other day, Christian po posted something <laughs> and he was like, don't tell my PT that I'm doing this. And I said, yeah, but your parkour mom just saw it. Oh, and you are not supposed to be looking out that. for your best interests. Yes. I will come through. You can't escape her. Yeah. Oslo. Brighton. Yeah. Denver. Denver. Vancouver. Vancouver. We're coming in big. Forget <laughs> it. Everywhere. Just no place is safe. We no. love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll, you know, we'll be uh, hopefully here I'm gonna to talk see about more soon. And yeah. maybe a post event recap we could do. Oh, that'd be phenomenal. Right. Yep. Okay. We'll call it there. Bye. I had to find it in my memory. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Thank you, Mel McQueen, for being the absolute legend that you are, bringing all that support and energy and structure to the community events. Looking forward to both the circuit and the USPK, national and regional circuits. Um, please jump into the description. Follow all the links there. You can get on Mel McQueen's Big Parkour Summer. And you can also, of course, get in touch with USPK and see what's going on with spot destroyer and those announcements and where you can get involved there so until next time